going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast. And today we have a special guest. He was here about two years ago. He was one of our first virtual guests, but now we brought him back because he has some new stuff right now. You know, we have in the building today, we have Gramps from Morgan Heritage in the building today. What's going on, Big Boss? Yeah, man, respect Muscle. It's a joy to be back again, you know. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here on the Entertainment Report podcast again. Yes, the giant. All right, big up yourself. Usually, again, you know, from the first conversation, we usually go from beginning to right now, but we covered the beginning. So there's some things we're going to cover, and then we're going to bring them into the fold to the new stuff you have coming up right now. Cool? Yes, ma. Good to go. First, before we even start this conversation, I have to say condolences to you and the entire family on the passing of Mr. Denry Morgan. Thank you so much. Thank you for recognizing that. And I'm, we're excited about the future and his legacy. He's done so much for this industry. Um, the biggest one is, you know, sacrificing himself to, um, his, not himself physically, but um, career-wise, you know. Um, when he was at the peak of his career, he put down that career after being signed with RCA Records to develop Morgan Heritage and the rest of his younger children who were interested in music. So it's it's a it's a thing when we look back and see him, you know, on the Bill Cosby show making an appearance as a Calypso band, and um, you know, looking back when he was working with the Fat Boys. Many people don't remember the Fat Boys, and they did a song called Hardcore Reggae. Mm -hmm. um which my older brother was in that that music video too um i will leave i rest in peace and different things like that where 50 cent sampled his music um you know and burger king sampled um the music like people don't know these things so it's it's really a giant for us now to share his legacy and i hope that you know um people that have known Morgan heritage you now begin to dig in the roots of Morgan heritage which is denry Morgan. And learning about albums like Make My Day, where he was one of the first Jamaicans to be signed to RCA Records in 1983, and also one of the first Jamaicans to really open that door for even people like Billy Ocean, Caribbean Queen, and Eddie Grant. We, we gonna rock down to elect. You know, my father was the one that really opened the doors to let major labels see that, you know, people from the Caribbean can make, can, can, can really cross over. So, People are really just getting a chance to learn about him, you know, as well as his love for the Rasta community and bringing all nations together. That's uh, just a two-minute spiel that you gave me. That's a legacy and a half. And again, that's probably not even half of what he's really done in his career. Yeah, yeah. Amazing, man. You know, really amazing. Like, I'm going to miss him. Like, <laughs> hard to talk about it now, but it was my best friend. Mm-hmm. Was it something that was sudden or he was sick and you guys just basically kept it to yourself at that time there? Yeah, he was sick, um, but, you know, he wanted to just stay private. And, you know, as a, as a king, you know, he, he has all the attributes of a king. You know, a certain man does not want certain things out in the public and we, we have to honor his, his wish, you know? For sure. For sure. I understand that a hundred percent. Is there a conversation, something he said to you, something he did that you will never forget for the rest of your life, that it left such an impact on you? Huh. So many it's, with Denry Morgan, it's many. Um, one of the things we realized that he was a father, not only to his children, but he was a father of nations, you know, to many, many people out there that knew my father, he was like a father to them. You know, and that testimony is, 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 is out there where a lot of people that called us, they felt like, you know, our father is not just phone of father, you know, and the, even when people wish their condolences, it was that kind of energy and love. So is, is, is that thing where it's still, it's still a, a tender bruise in our body where we're still learning how to, to, to cope with it because he told us so many things, you know, we learn, you know, the, when we read the Bible, that the red letters in the Bible that represent the words of Christ, you know, you know, simple things like that, that a lot of people just may walk over and don't even know are having them hand or having them house and don't even know that, you know, that's what that means. And I remember when he would take us around on tour to churches, um, to 
really understand that the Spirit of God is not only in our building, but it is within man. Because if you take the people out of that building, it is not the same. So simple things like that where, you know, we'll, we'll, some of them we will share and some we will pass on to our children, you know, the modern legacy. And a lot of times it's like that. There are certain things that's told to you and just certain things that you pick up along the way where you understand, okay, this is how it's done, opposed to this is not how it's done, by just being shown to you, not even told to you. Yes, correct. You get it there. 100% agree and understand. And one last question before we leave that situation. Are there any arrangements when his funeral is coming up or anything? Yes, it's going to be April 9th. We had a, a funeral in Atlanta, Georgia, where his state's, his home in the United States, that's where he, he was um, living um, with his wife and with some of my younger siblings when enjoying some of his grandchildren, you know. But um, in Jamaica, the government of Jamaica has set it up um, that they will send him off a royal funeral um, where they would acknowledge him and, and just give him a royal salute, you know. So we thank the government of Jamaica for really coming in and with or coming in with the family and standing by our sides through these times. It's not easy. And um, we're going to be keeping something for him on April 9th in uh, Kingston, Jamaica at the National Arena. So those from Spanish Town, Clarendon, because my father lived from Clarendon as a young boy to go to Spanish Town. To, that's where he met up with Toots and the Matos. You know, Toots and the Matos, um, was his childhood friend from he was like seven years old, grew up in the same yard on a on a, um tread light, mere pen, mock out, that whole area there. <laughs> so, you know, the whole Clarendon Massive come out and let's salute this man and give him his 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 flowers on April 9th. So I'm looking forward to that and then his final resting place will be in St. Thomas at our state. I got you 100%. But something on a brighter note, I know that he was nominated for the first, first, first Grammy ever. And you were in Nashville the other day having something to do with it. Explain to me what happened there. Well, um, they have a, each chapter celebrates the nominees who are part of the chapter. So there's chapters in Los Angeles, Chicago, um, Texas, New York, Nashville. So my father being that my album has been nominated last time we spoke it we we, we we didn't have this conversation but my father is on the album so this is his first nomination in his entire career so it is even a joy for me to even have fulfilled this dream to have my father be a grammy nominee you know um before his passing and him leaving this earth and by the grace of god you know um, I'll be able to get that certificate and bring it to my mother and place it in her hand and say, yes, mama, <laughs> you know, him, him do it, you know? So it's a joy for me to know that that has been fulfilled because he's done so much in this industry and helped so many people within the industry. Um, most formally, um, Morgan Heritage and LMS, you know, Laza Morgan with the tune one by one, you know, it, it's so much music that a lot of people don't even know things, careers that we have touched from the, uh, Warrior King, Jack Cure, Capleton, um, Butcher Banton that we've worked with, Barris Hammond, the Marleys, Bounty Killer, Beanie Man, Anthony B. It's just so much sizzler. Like, the list goes on and on on a series that we have done called Morgan Heritage Family and Friends, which was inspired by my father. So looking to really carry on those dreams and really, um, continue what our father's vision was for his family and the music and Jamaica and the Rasta community. For sure. I hear that a hundred percent. As I said, his legacy is crazy and you could see it from him to the children and everything. This is now where I want to go into some of your history as Morgan heritage. I have five songs that I chose that I just want the backstory. So you could tell me how these classics came up in the first place. All right. You got it. First one I got on the list is She's Still Loving Me. What's well, the story behind that one? There? She's Still Loving Me. I'm so proud to tell that story because the maturity of our man takes a very long time, you know? That story was a situation with my uh, woman at the time, you know? And I, I, I had gotten in a situation <laughs> and Peter, my brother, knew and we were talking about it all night. I said, John, what's time? I tell you, 
man of easy, you know, you know, you can't hurt one them like this. And he came over the next morning to my house and just started playing the guitar. So, yo, you're that Tonya. And he said, she's still loving me, but we're causing so much pain. I said, Peter, that's a hit record just from the one line. There's many times that we've been in the studio and Peter come up with a certain line and I, and I knew when it was a hit record, like, reggae bring back love. I just knew that. I said, Peter, that's a hit record. Don't have to dread. Down by the river. There's a certain songs that you, you, you can't go on, you know? This is a, another one, but this is a producer. I think you guys only work with him one time, but it was a massive song for Don Corleone. And the song is called How Come. Tell me how come. Yes. That song, when we met with Don Corleone, um, the first one was the season, which is the best friend who became my friend. You know, that was the first song that we did with him, with him you know, the whole juggling thing within the culture of Jamaican music, mm -hmm. which I think should never die. But there's, I think there needs to be more projects, more projects where artists put out albums as to jugglings, you know? Mm -hmm. But with Dan Corleone, it was more than one record. We did about 15 records with Dan Corleone. Yeah, man, <laughs> enough juggling, man. If you talk about night, now I'm caught up. I need it every minute so much. Baby, your love is outstanding. Come, enough, enough tune. So you have that that song, and, and mostly a lot of Dan Corleone's earlier rhythms with Morgan Heritage was on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The early ones. Yeah. Wrap this up a bit, but then now we could get to get into the story of it. Don't Have a Dread. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't Have a Dread, no, was a testimony of our liberty, where when you talk about don't have to dream to be Rasta. When Morgan is just coming up, playing music at the celebrations within the 12th tribe of Israel, which is a Rasta organization in the mansion of Rastafari. Mm -hmm. And we used to be the backing band. And even back in those days, we didn't have dreadlocks. I made up my goatee and, you know, <laughs> 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 my blood, sides and well trim and, you know, so it, 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 at those days, we, we lived it. It wasn't um, a dreadlocks thing or a put on a slassy eye button and say a Rasta, put on a khaki suit and start eating veggie chunks. That is not what makes you a Rasta. He understand because there are many people that don't eat meat and they call themselves vegetarians and vegans and pescatarians and all of these wonderful accolades and names. But it's the liberty of your heart. And like I tell people, and opening up, we've already told the world that you don't have to dread to be Rasta. We've told them that already. So they know that. So now we open it up even further and let them know that Rastafari is not a religion. Rastafarianism is not a religion. It's a way of life. One who separates himself from the wicked and the wrong things and don't speak certain things like an open sepulchre, which is your mouth. So when you talk about to be Rasta is believing firstly in the divinity of Emperor Haile Selassie. What is that divinity that is of the Solomonic throne and that is Christ in his kingly character? Not that he is Jesus Christ, but he is Christ in its kingly character. He is the representation of that. One who come to remind us of that we black people are kings and queens because after we came out of slavery, we forgot who we are. So he came God make his manifestation come and manifest to let us see that a black man can sit upon a monarchy on a throne, in particularly the Solomonic dynasty. So that is the first. So it's not because you, 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 you know, you know, eat chicken or, you know, eat beef or, you know, eat pork. That is not, that is not what, what the creed is, right? So when you talk about that understanding, that's what don't have to dread is about is to free you of those chains. So Rastafarianism is a liberation movement with a spiritual nucleus. So that is no half dread. Wicked, <laughs> wicked answer. Wicked, wicked answer. Next one here, another super classic, Down yeah. by the River. Oh, yeah. Down by the River, the St. Thomas that represents straight. Mm. St. Thomas, the energy of St. Thomas, Jamaica. When you, when you talk about being in the countryside, of Jamaica or probably any country that has a river or that essence of energy being down by that riverside, 
You have men revive in Switzerland and South America and many other Caribbean countries and Africa. But it's the energy of being in St. Thomas by the riverside, up in a bad fountain, and you say, down by the river waiting for the good Lord to pass my way. It's the essence of, the, of Jamaica that we were talking about. When you get feel that tranquility and that energy, it just feels so good. And it kind of takes you away almost like a portal, like when you get down by the river, it just take you to a different place, a different mindset, a different energy come over you. So that's what Down by the River um, song is about. Big, big song there. The last one on this list here is Nothing to Smile About. How did you come up with this one here? Now, this is another big, massive hit for you guys. Yeah, well, Nothing to Smile About is a song that talks about the state and the condition of the Jamaican society, you know, things that we have observed, you know, a lot of things that we sing about, not all of them, like best friend is just a, a fictitious talking about a woman, right? So it's not every song is a biography of Margaret or, or a story or what one went through. We have to be creatives within the, 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 the art of music. So, you know, a lot of those are just stories and our testimonies, but that song in particularly was us seeing the condition of Jamaica and you look on place like Kentayan, March Penn Road and, you know, all these different, where I say, inner city and in these ghettos in Jamaica where people are suffer, but they have a smile on their face. And you say, look, and they go there. Do you see anything? So even though they're not have not for smile, but you know, the Jamaican people, the smile is just so infectious that you said, Why Jamaica, although when I'm not for smile, but we're happy people and we make do with nothing. That's why anytime most Jamaican go overseas or are given an opportunity to make it in life, they succeed because we have ambition. And like I said, Jamaica doesn't lack talent. We don't, it's like, we're lazy people. Some people start getting lazy, I know. Yeah. Some people that start to kind of start, give up. But we are people that lack opportunity. Our music and our young artists, they lack mentorship. It's not that them, they, the, the talent is there. Talent is too much talent. Well, not too much, so much, you know. But the, the mentorship, we, we have to really help to, to push that more. That's important. Definitely agree with you there. Those were the five songs. I know another bright moment was, I'm not sure if this was the first Grammy or the second Grammy, when you won and you guys actually got to go up and make a speech. And I seen you were hogging up Luke's. It's like, it's like you were saying to Luke's like, Luke's, look, we made it. We, we made it that moment. Could you describe that moment and what you felt then? Uh, it was, it was exactly that. Like we, we did it. We did it. Like I told you, like you, you do something for so many years. Of course, we know that in the movies and Oscars, the ultimate that you can win in that field of, 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 um, arts. Right. But in music, the highest accolade is the Grammys. Right. Because, and I'll tell you why a lot of people don't know the reason why the Grammys is what it is, is because you're being voted based on your peers. It's not fans that are voting. It's people that are in the industry that critique your work. Real musicians, real producers, real songwriters. It's not somebody that would come on your show and those people aren't allowed to vote. That is not the academy. So it is the highest critiquing of your body of work. Uh, people are saying, ah, that no mix good. Ah, that no master good. The vocals are bad. You're flat all these different things are listened upon the board. So when you see that we have created an album that solidified that, that people listen in a room and said, this one is worthy. This album is, is the one it's like, yes, we did it. God, many, every artist feel like their music is number one. Now I feel like this song should be playing. That's artists for you. Right. But we have always learned from some of the best from Thelonious Monk, Jackie Matu, all of our great teachers that has helped Morgan Heritage short years to never get high on your own supply and to always um, look at your work as just current. Don't look at it as your best work because you're going to grow every year. Every, you look back, I listen back to songs that I did seven years ago and it's like, yo, what up, man? 
So you never know what is going to be your final destiny when it comes to the growth. So that's why the Grammys was like, yo, we did it. We made that album that pleased our peers. And that's what, it, that, that's what that energy was about. It was just like overwhelming, man. Like, finally, we did it. Yeah. I could see it. As I said, it looked like out of all three of you guys that were collected, you especially, it's like, you said, it's like, you see, I told you, we made it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Your energy was unmatched there. <laughs> and I come from football, you know, my old football player. It's like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I got you a hundred percent there, brother. I know. You guys are doing, or at least you guys in about 2015, you guys were doing a lot of work in Africa. You guys even basically set up shop over there too. Tell me about that there. Well, Africa is very important for us, you know. It's the new frontier, number one, for all these billionaires can see that. Mm -hmm. We own all the minerals. The, the world is even slowing up now because people can't get certain minerals for these chips for phones and cars and all these things that come from Africa. <laughs> so we know these things f for many, many years. And we grew up in the term tribe of Israel and always hearing our Rastafarian elders saying, Africa, the future, we have to invest, we have to repatriate. So what me and my brothers and sister, our mindset is that we don't want to be caught talking the talk and not walking the walk. <laughs> so we put our boots on the ground. You know, my brother went and lived in, in, in Kenya for five months. I do a lot of work. In uh, Ghana, I'm actually a chief in Ghana. Okay. So trying to bring our people together because the minerals are there again, but there it goes again where a lot of these people are being taken advantage of because they don't, um, there's not enough that understand the projection and the possibilities of where Africa can go. Like there, I'm out there and I sit on pan a gold mine and I don't know if you sell one ounce of gold. I don't know to refine it. These are the things. So the minute somebody comes in, whether black, white, Chinese, they take advantage of that. And then the black man, he owns it. It's been in this land has been in his family for many years, and he sees it as an opportunity. So I'm just selling it for the best price. So now it's a point where we have to educate ourselves and understand that, you know, Africa is open for business, but we have to educate ourselves in order to be able to be at our best on the world stage. Makes sense. Because I know you guys even um shot some videos and did some music over there. Which came from right. uh, Jamaica, Africa or Sila? The song named Africa, Jamaica was a song with that we brought Eastern Africa superstar and a Western African superstar. The Western Africa was Stone Boy, mm -hmm. which I was the first one to discover him and then brought him to my brothers and sister and say, yo, we need to carry this YouTube and tour. This is our mentorship in building Africa that he can go back and be a star in a theme community to over three, four hundred thousand youth to see him again. And then it's gonna it's gonna copy and paste. And then they're gonna see Stoneboy as a, somebody that okay, look at Stoneboy, he made it. You know? So we did that. That's mentorship because we are musicians and producers. We're not pastors. If we're pastors, I would end up opening a church in Africa or if I was in gold mining, I would open up a gold mine, but we are musicians. So we helped to develop the music industry. And then we worked with Diamond Platinums, which is a major superstar. What them call him? I call him, and my brothers and sister call him the Michael Jackson of Eastern Africa. He's from Tanzania. This guy performs, he's incredible superstar. You can, when you see him walk to our room, you can, you just see a star. So we brought that together. Conquer the left, conquer the right. When you look on the map, that's the lyrics. So I say, conquer the left, conquer the right. Africa drove me a car that way. We say, Africa drove me a car that So for many, many years, you find that Jamaican artists have always been talking about Africa. The Rasta community always talk about Africa. So it's work to be, do to be done. We can't be in a Jamaica and talk to Africa, Africa. And some people have not even been to the continent, right? And let's remember that Africa is not a country. It is a continent. So it's filled with 58 countries. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild to even think about that. 58 countries. A lot of people in their lifetime has not seen 58 countries, much less been on a continent with so many countries in the first place. Yeah. That's why I said travel. You know, that's what the song Sea Lies about. You know, we shot that video in Europe, in Italy, Milano, 
And a lot of the B-roll was from Africa and right. from different parts of the world. So we were telling people, say, you know, um, I am, um, when you know, you take a look in Addis Ababa, we were just telling people that, you know, open up your mind, mm -hmm. especially that those who have an American passport and a British and a Canadian passport, those passports are unknown internationally, right? And we're just telling our people to open up your mind, travel, don't sit in the same place every day. Go and travel and see the world. If you say, if you listen to the lyrics in that song, it say, um, when you have so many, when um, when you have so many places like Dubai, you know, go and visit. Not saying that Dubai is better than anywhere there. Dubai have them problem too. But go and travel and see that there's different places in the world and open up and see how other people live, how they eat. How them, how them carry themselves, how them dress, the culture, how them play basketball, how them play football, because it will do something for your mind and your soul to understand that we are the human race and not just black or white or Chinese. It does something for you when you travel. And there's an African proverb called, what it says is, it says, traveling is learning. So as you travel around, you always learn something new because as you said, the way how they play basketball, where they might even have a sport out there that you've never seen before and you got introduced to it and everybody knows what it is except for you because you've never been there before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, many, many times, especially food, mm -hmm. right? I remember one time a man say, I'll bring me fish and I don't eat fish without skill because mm -hmm. I live by Leviticus 11, the dietary laws. So that even sometimes a man say, yo, you are allowed to eat chicken. But according to the dietary laws, we don't eat pork. We don't eat shellfish. I don't, I never eat shellfish from a barn. Never eat crab, shark, mm -hmm. shrimp, lobster. Any one of them crustaceans, they never eat it yet. Because my grandmother was a Seventh-day Adventist, so we grew up under that same thing. And then my father fine Rastafari, so it just was like the same thing. Seventh the Adventists, they've got like my Rasta to now. But it's different. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. Trust yeah. Me. I grew up seven days, so I know what you're talking about. All right, so so you understand. So it does show you say it's not a dietary thing because even seventh the Adventists, them not eat pork neither. <laughs> so it's for sure it's a Rasta is more than just a dietary law thing or you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like I'm, enough people look for me, Gramps. I said, boy, you know, smoke herb. I don't smoke ganja. I don't drink alcohol in no heavy way. It's just what they are since now. I'm getting up in age now. And I say, yo, I'm going to enjoy life. So I'm going to take a sip. Just a little sip, you know, responsibly. And have a look of fun. If you just, you know, let me tell you some nice red wine. And it's very delicious. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I can see me a chug down a backla. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm nothing. Got you a hundred percent. What I like with you, your brother and the whole, your, you and your brothers and your sister and the whole organization, you guys are always looking forward. You guys are always into what's new, what's next. Cause if you, if a lot of people don't know, you guys dropped some M NFTs last year. Yes, actually I'm about to do a, a um, a NFT drop with my solo. We did an NFT drop with Morgan Heritage last year. It was incredible. It sold out in 12 hours. Um, and I, I, I implore people to go and check that out. <laughs> um, because the future is here. Many people are looking and saying, man, I can't wait till things go back to normal. They'll never go back to normal. It's from here to the new norm. So that's why I want people to know. So we, we're very innovative. It was like when we did, 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 did find Rastafari, we never just, Put on dreadlocks by way head and say, yeah, we wanted the truth and go find the truth in that Ethiopian Orthodox Church and go to Ethiopia and find these facts. And what is the data? What does it take to be a Rasta? You can't tell them, see, I just king's lost. See, Rasta for you don't more fire. No, what are the facts? What is the data? What is the, 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 the history of his imperial majesty going back to Melchizedek, Menelik, King Solomon, that Judaic covenant? How research and read people and then you will understand that a rasta man will tell you that he's the ancient christian that is the facts because the nucleus the spiritual nucleus of rastafari is christianity by the way of the ethiopian orthodox church that is the autonomy that is the spiritual nucleus of rastafari so people really have to read you know it's very important so that that whole energy that came from 
studying and wanting to learn and know. It's the same thing with the NFT space now that we see that beast. This is a new technology. This is a new thing that's gonna come to come to a very point, important point for creatives that do art, that do music, that may do whatever fashion. NFT means non-fungible token, right? So it's important that our people start to understand. And I'm talking when I say my people, I'm talking all people of the planet because I only think it's like six percent of the planet know what an NFT is. Just think about that. So we are still at an early stage. Cryptocurrency, all these things people need. People, some people say, "Oh, it's fake. Oh, dude, it's not real." Oh yeah. When I got my crypto card and when I swiped it, and it was nice. I bought something very nice. And I said, man, this thing are real. <laughs> so it's important that we open up our minds. Because there was one time when people say, man wouldn't fly a plane. Mm -hmm. There was a time when you have, to, you have to take a horse, go from Miami, go all the way to New York, or from Texas, go all the way to California. No, that is an hour flight. So we have to open up our minds and understand that the growth of the mankind, the human species, is at its point where we're, about, we're entering that that part of our life where mankind is about to take another leap. So these things, this is as big as, you know, when, when the great, when gold was discovered, when people was like, yo, gold, you know? So it, it's important. So even I'm about to drop my own NFT. I've collaborated with a company named Babylon Misfits, which is a Canadian artist, big up school job, but love the, 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 eh? Okay. Yeah, so I, I did a collection with him, um, and he's a Canadian artist, love, he's a white man, love Rasta culture, love the music, and it just shows you um, what we're capable of through unity, because this guy is an incredible artist. So check it out, Babylon Misfits, man. I think it's on my Instagram page and um, of Morgan Heritage on Twitter as well. So, and we're minting that right now, so check that out, um, Babylon Misfits. So the NFT space is real, cryptocurrency is real. Get involved and, and, and educate ourselves fast. You understand. So is the NFT coming for your album that you just dropped last year, Positive Vibrations? No, 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 no. It's it's totally there's no music connected to this, but with the with the my personal connections, I my personal collection is gonna be different. This I'm just partnering with them on this collection that's co currently coming out. So there's no music attached to it. So it's more brand because of brand is where you could get into the NFT space opposed to just music. So you can use That's the right. images and stuff like that to get into it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the art. It's the artwork, right? It's like the Grammys launched one yesterday. The Grammys did their own NFT launch yesterday. Okay. Which was in, yeah, incredible. I implore all our radio people, DJs, follow the Grammys. Follow them on social media. So... We can be up to date on what's happening. If you are in the music industry, you need to be following what's going on with the Recording Academy. How can you not? How, how dare you? That means that you're not doing your job at your peak to not knowing what's going on in the Academy because they are responsible for, you know, not really... Um, you have certain times, certain bars are set, right? Muscle, when, you, when they set the bar in a certain standard of the highest level of music. So if you're a radio man, if you're a um, journalist, if you're a, a musician, producer, um, songwriter, singer, instrumentalist, you need to be following the academy to understand what is the latest going on in music. You, you get it because a lot of times when you say NFT, the only three reggae artists that I know about personally that's involved with NFT would be you yourself as Morgan Heritage, Roger Banton, Basie from um, TOK. Yeah. That's the only three that I know about right now. I'm not saying there's not others, but those mm -hmm. are the three that I know about right now for NFT. Yeah. It's real. We're just doing that incredible job with uh, Crypto Rude Boy. Um, it's, it's, it just shows you butcher, you know, uh, my best friend, you know, it was him, my father, and a couple more other people that I say is my best friend. And anything he puts his mind to, he might do it. And he won't stop until he wins. That's, that's butcher. 
and he didn't know nothing. And I must say, man, they just have come from prison, right? And he indulged himself and surrounded himself to educate himself about it. And I'm proud of him. That's a big, big move there. I know you haven't really been touring for the past two years, but you've been yeah. busy musically though. You know yeah. what I mean? You put out a lot of, you've been putting a lot of work in for the past two years. Cause I know you'd released a music video last year, a woman like you, and that right there on YouTube hit 4.5 million views. Tell us about that song there. Uh, well, I linked up with uh, my friend Johnny Reed, you know, because of course, Mark and Heritage, we were set to tour. Uh, and it was business as usual, right? Like I tell people, that's my day job. That's what I do every day, Morgan Heritage. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, a couple of years ago, when we did the solo projects, we decided as a family, like, like, all right, what's the next challenge? We've been there, done that. Let's challenge ourselves. What is it going to be like for all of us to stand up on our own? Yeah, let's do that. Boom. Came back five years later, won a Grammy. And then the pandemic hit. So it's like, okay, what are we going to do? So mind does say, yo, I always wanted to work on my songwriting. Even though we've written some great songs, I know that there's levels of songwriting in this game, right? And I said, I want to reach this, I want to sharpen up my skills. And I met a man by the name of Johnny Reed, which is a Canadian superstar. And boom, me and him just kick it off and the rest is history. And so that song, um, Johnny Reed sings it originally. And and decided to say, hey, man, you need to sing this. You, you have a great voice. He just kind of fell in love with my voice. I just said, man, you would sound great on this song. And I sang it. And it's just a song of dedication, devotion, and appreciation for the female gender. So it could be a song, a, a woman like you for your granddaughter, your daughter, your auntie, your grandmother, your mother. So it's not just in our personal relationship that song appreciate and says a woman like you so that's what that song came about but it was business as usual i said for morgan heritage and the pandemic hit and we just used the time to be proactive i said sit on and out but i said no now nah, go on <laughs> crazy because the, is this an album or ep positive vibrations no man it's a full album 15 songs mm -hmm. which has been nominated for a grammy and i'm i'm so it just shows your life steer, man, because for me with this album, I've learned so much, the recording process. This is my best recording process I've done in my entire career. The best, the, 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 the process of the production, mm -hmm. just incredible. Shout out to the Canadians, man, because um, I've got a lot of Canadians on my team. I don't know how what's going on. My, my, my NFT, company is is a canadian guy the artist school guy canadian my management team canadian my label canadian so uh, my wife canadian <laughs> so, <laughs> so i don't know I, I guess i got some work to do in canada and then you know through the whole process then boom you know mojo's home and chilling with his son and then boom you got the new song headline for front page and i'm like yo that that song they bought, and you know, we, we kind of cooled down with, with um, the Solar Project because the album, once the album came out and did well, and we shooting videos. Shout out, I think there were four videos Positive Vibration, there's a video for that. Mm -hmm. Well, Woman Like You, there's a video for that. Mm -hmm. Runaway Bay, there's a video for that. And we're still going to shoot a couple more videos for, for the songs on that album. And one last one, too, is visuals was um, If You're Looking For Me. If You're Looking For Me, that's correct. What in that one there, I guess what you said is right, where this is the Canadian connection, because you could see the band is not Morgan Heritage, the band. It's a different band that you're playing with all together in those visuals there. Yeah, man. Well, it's a different band. When we work solo, we use different musicians. So, you know, that that is, like I said, Morgan Heritage is my day job, and then the solo stuff is always going to be different. Mm -hmm. You get it. You brought it up. Headlines, okay? Yes. We're talking about but before, if a lot of people don't realize, you guys did, a f I want to call it the first headlines on the Mission in Progress album. This came That's out correct. seven years ago. At that time there, you guys were speaking about what was going on. You yeah. understand? So then how did we end up with now this new headlines for the front page? Now this is featuring a supercast. I obtained Ritical and Joshi. 
Tell me how this whole concept came together, because I'll tell you what I feel, and then you'll tell me exactly how it works. Tell well, for, for us, it came from mentorship. First part, it started with um, my brother's son, Raphael Mojo. Mm -hmm. They were in the car, and he said, man, show me a playlist, man. And, and that was one of the songs on it. It was like, yo, it wasn't Down by the River. It wasn't Don't Have for Dread. It wasn't, you know. The, the hits, so to speak, that were the more popular songs with the Market Heritage Catalog. And then, boom, Morton said, play it for me. And he played the, the song, and we realized that that song didn't get... A lot of times within the reggae fraternity and the, the DJs, they get too much hits. It's so hard because odds are put out five, six songs a week. You know, the, those are some of the things that needs to be put under control that how we mark the record because you have tune that will kill tune, mm -hmm. right? That's known. You don't if, you don't find that problem in hip-hop or R&B or rock. They don't do that. You don't find that problem in country. Only in a reggae, you find man a kill tune in the next tune. Yes. Yeah, just put out one album by the next six months and put on the next album or a song. You put out one song this week, next week you put on the next song. But that's reggae, right? I'd love to see some of those things change. But the whole concept of, of, of the headline front page was, you know, seeing some of these artists, these young artists who had something to say, right? But the mentorship in putting it in the right way and presenting it. So that song did just match perfect, mm -hmm. you know? And headline for front page, you said, you know, my rap go prison for weed. You know, we're like, come on, what are we, what are we doing here? Weed is legalized in Canada. It's legalized in several states of the United States. There's other countries that have legalized it. So why are we sending people to prison in Jamaica that popularized marijuana? It just don't make sense. A young girl, I get, I got, I got guitar dreadlocks cut. You know, it's just so many things that people are talking about in Jamaica. So we have to be the voice. We have to be the voice to say something. And, you know, I obtain has been very verbal about a lot of things. So we said, all right, come on, let's put the story together. So they said, the real things that were going around, yeah, you know, the newspaper, they're not talk about that. But they talk about things that are irrelevant, right? So it's just that song to make people say, yo, talk about the real things. Let's talk about real issues. Let's have these conversations that will make us better as a people and as a country. So that's what that song is about. And Ritical and just an incredible artist, incredible lyricist, his flow, Joshi, Bad Bad DJ. I remember seeing him on a video on YouTube um, on a contest, that Unruly Something contest. Yeah. Unruly Clash. Unruly Clash. And pop Popcorn, you know, Popcorn is a good bridge in my mind. And I saw what he was doing back then. I'm like, this is going to help to birth some new artists. And out of that came Joshi. And then he was in some local hot water with some things that he had said in the interview. So you find that the artists they need mentorship. So we as the big artists, them know, not the big artists, but in the sense of um, experience, <laughs> need to come and help to guide these artists and, and have some conversations with some soap and his it and say, yo, this is what I think based on what I've done and seen. So if you go down that road, yeah, and I think it's going to go down that road, yeah, it'll be better for you. A lot of times they have managers that are also inexperienced. Makes total sense. To me, this, I call this a beat. It almost seems like you guys went back to your Brooklyn roots. Yeah. We'll link up like <laughs> DJ Premier say, yo, Primo, I need some heat for the streets. And it's like, that's what I envision, even though it's probably most likely not Primo that made the beat, but that's what it sounded like, a Primo, Brooklyn, hard-hitting, dancehall, hip-hop, all-in-one, roots and culture, all-in-one, and here you go. Yeah, yeah, well, that, that's Morgan heritage, right? Like, my father, Dead Ryan Morgan, took funk and reggae music and mixed it together, mm -hmm. you know? So he was a pioneer at mixing genres and crossing borders and you know, crossover before Shaggy had it wasn't me and Beanie had Romy and Girl named Sugar and Shabba with, you know, and Buju with Champion. My dad kind of trailblazed that whole thing. So it's our DNA, right? So you find that, you know, you hear Mojo rapping was like, the community is out for blood. When, you know, like that's that hip hop biggest smiles influence in my brother Mojo. So it, it, it's, uh, it's just who we are, you know, that Brooklyn gospel r&b reggae 
it, it's part of the market that your DNA rock has straight. You understand? Because even if you look at the the um, lyric video, it has a lot of the trucker protest stuff that was happening in Canada. In yep. the papers there too. Yeah. So we're just speaking for the people. That's all. <laughs> Perfect. This is you guys' first song together as a group in over two years now. Are we going to be expecting anything else from Morgan Heritage? Probably an album, an EP, some more songs. What are we looking at for the rest coming out from Morgan Heritage? Man, ooh, man brother, I was sitting on albums. We have albums put away. <laughs> <laughs> At any time, we can just draw feet. So we're just always making music and just, you know, because we're creative. So we don't wait to say, all right, all right, now we're going to put out an album. Let's get in the studio. We're always making music. So anything is possible. Um, but we're definitely, um, just to be proactive and answer your question, that we, we there's definitely an album coming probably before the year. I know my Earth album. Mm -hmm. Definitely looking for it. Last one I have for you before I get you out of here. You haven't been touring and traveling the world like you have for the past two years. What have you learned about yourself? Most important stuff you learned about yourself the past two years that you've been, I wouldn't say relaxing kind of you're super busy, but not mm -hmm. touring and on that type of schedule. What have you learned about yourself? For me, I've become a better father, a better man, a better son. A better musician, a better entrepreneur. Just time to reflect and to revisit. You know, any man that has not grown through this pandemic, that has a career that they've always been traveling, busy, busy, busy. I know God just meant to stand, sit still. Think of sit still. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you don't look to become better, then there's no better for you. Because if. You can sit down for two years and not work, not do anything. And of course, a lot of people are still working from home. So mm -hmm. I'm talking people that's been trying to find their way. You've been given this grace time to become better. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's what it was as a better man, as a better husband, as a, as, a, as a just as a man. I've grown so much in a lot of reflection to look at my past and say, yo, should I, I mean, should I didn't get that done enough? Yo, should I, yo, you know, some hurt that person. Why? So there's a lot of reflection, I think, within the human race that not only Gramps or Morgan Heritage has been going through reflection times, but I think the world has learned that we don't think in the sense of what we need for everyday survival. We've now learned to live with less, you know? So, you know, simple things for me, like going out having an ice cream with my daughter and son, taking them to school, walking them to go to, to, to the park, simple things like that, that I didn't get, I didn't get to, I got to enjoy probably my first son, Jamiri, which is also in music. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now my, my next son, Prince Priel, is doing music now, and now I have the time. Uh, but the, the ones in between that, I didn't have the time because tour, yo, tour, no, yo, I said, you were up in Africa. Why should I do that? Mm -hmm. I did, now I've got the chance to really enjoy some of those things. So I'm thankful, man. Imagine with somebody like you, imagine waking up in your own bed Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, consecutively for a month. Yeah. You understand that feeling? Cause again, you're road to hotel to hotel, tour to tour. That feeling of waking up Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in my own bed must be priceless. Uh, satisfying. <laughs> and even for, for me, man, we, I still am working. I'm, when I'm on the toilet, I'm working, man. Don't stop, you know, but, um, we've learned to, 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 to balance time. Mm -hmm. That's, that's one of the things and, 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 uh, spend time with family. Enjoy that. You know, because we, for my family, Margaret, we've really suffered from that. Nothing getting, not getting a chance to enjoy my cousins, my, my older brother and sister, they, my, because, you know, when Don't Afraid album took off, we, we haven't slept. So now we get another little chance to just relax. Now we make jokes and say, yo, let's go take a siesta where we'll be able to take a nap by 12 o'clock, <laughs> like they do in Europe. Don't kill me. So the work has been done, man. The work, but marketing is pretty work. I, I don't know a lot of people that tour every like us. Maybe 
Must budge your toots and the metals, yellow man and wheelers, when we know that tour heavy and burning sphere. As a new modern reggae band, I don't think you could really compare anybody to what the grounds that you guys have broken, what you guys have done, and where you guys are going. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, we'll just try to set an example on the, the, the what is expected of Jamaican musicians and our music industry and the expectations and how we should present our artists on the world stage. It's very important because we have the, the talent, we have the work ethic to make the impact. So now it's just the mentorship that is needed because like I said, the, the talent is, is, is plenty, but it's for these young artists to listen, humble themselves to the teachings that is, that, that is available to them. And for a lot of these um, elders that are the experienced artists to be generous and kind and share it, because somebody one rule forever. It's like, mm. all right, come on, who are you passing the torch to? Mm. Like, there's, there's joy and mentorship. <laughs> you get it. Gramps, anytime you pull up to the podcast, it's always a great conversation. Your openness, your vibe, the way how you explain things is always great. Thank you again for coming to the Entertainment Report Podcast, boss. Thank you, man. Big up muscle. Yeah, that I mean. If they want to check out the new song from Morgan Heritage, headline for front page news, tell them where they could get it, leave some social handles, leave some big ups before I get you out of here. Absolutely. Well, make sure you go on all social media, go to Morgan Heritage. Um, at Morgan Heritage on Twitter, Instagram, on Facebook, we are there. We answer DMs as fast as we can. I answer more faster on my social media, at Gramsvaga. But Morgan Heritage is a bit more busy, so it's a lot to go through. <laughs> Big up to all of the Morgan Heritage fans, them. But go to MorganHeritage.com for all things. And, you know, there's links in, in the social media bio. So just click on them, find out where we're going to be next. Go to Ben's in town. Um, which is a great um, platform where you can know where your favorite art is. So make sure you follow us on Bands in Town so you know when Margaret is going to be live in your city. So we'll see you guys soon. Can't wait to see you in Toronto because it's been a hot minute, boss. Do you understand? Yes, yes. Looking for perform this new song, Headline for Front Page. Make sure y'all go and download it now, stream it on Spotify, all digital platform, iTunes, Apple Music, Tidal, Pandora, they're everywhere. Headline for front page. Gramps, let me give you an outro and get you out of here from this wicked open conversation, like always. All right? Yes, I. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.